The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's a Thursday. Can you believe it? The week is winding down. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, September 23rd, 2021, Thursday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one, and Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. Today is the memorial of St. Pius of Pietrelcina, better known as Padre Pio. Francesco Forgione was born in southern Italy in 1887. At the age of 15, he joined the Capuchins and took the name of Pio, or Pius, on September 20th, 1918. As he was making his Thanksgiving after Mass, Padre Pio had a vision of Jesus. When the vision ended, he had the stigmata in his hands, feet, and side. Medical doctors, church authorities, and curiosity seekers came to see him. Each morning after a 5 a.m. Mass in a crowded church, he heard confessions until noon, He took a mid-morning break to bless the people. Every afternoon, he heard confessions. Soon, his confessional ministry took 10 hours a day. Many said that Padre Pio knew details of their lives they had never mentioned. Padre Pio died September 23, 1968. St. Pio, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. With Pope Francis, we pray that we all will make courageous choices for a simple and environmentally sustainable lifestyle, rejoicing in our young people who are resolutely committed to this. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Some time ago, I was visiting a man in the hospital who had just that morning received pretty bad news. And I was chatting to him and I said to him, well, how are you coping? And he said, well, the doctor came round this morning and despite all of the treatment that I've had, he says it's not working. He said, but I'm fine, you know, Father, because when the doctor gave me that bad news, I just handed it all over to Patrick Pio. And I'm asking Patrick Pio now to pray for me because he's very good. You know, he's got a lot of sway in heaven. The first thing I thought was, gosh, this Patrick Peel fellow must be very good. I don't know him personally, but he must be a great prayer. And as he was going on, as he was talking more, I realized that who he was talking about was St. Pio of Pietrelcina, a man whom we commonly call Padre Pio, Italian priest. The first thing I wanted to do was laugh in truth, because when we sometimes hear people making little mistakes, it can be funny. But the more I thought about it, in actual fact, I thought this is the right thing to do. To get to know the saints really as friends. To get to know the saints as people whom we trust, people with whom we are intimate. 
In the same way that with our own friends, sometimes we use nicknames or we call them in a way that's very familiar. Sometimes whenever we have the courage and we have the intimacy with the saints in order to call them a name which is very familiar and very close to us, it shows a really deep bond. I discovered that in actual fact it's not that uncommon in Belfast for people to refer to Padre Pio as Patrick Pio. In fact, some people aren't even content with Patrick, that they have to Irishify him even more and he becomes Podrick Pio, the Irish for Patrick. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, making the saints our friends and being familiar with them. Because if we're not familiar with the saints, if we don't know them as friends, then we don't get the full richness of their lives. We don't see what it is that God has to offer to us through them. If the saints remain just as heroic figures in books, then, yeah, it's great for them. But what is the takeaway for me? I mean, what does Padre Pio have to offer me as a diocesan priest? This guy who went into a monastery aged 16 in a town south of Rome. He spent 50 years in a town called San Giovanni Rotondo, working many miracles. And he died in 1968 and was canonized by Pope John Paul II in 2002. He also bore in his body the marks of the stigmata, the wounds suffered by Christ on the cross. But what does he have to say to me as a diocesan priest, or, or to you as a mother with children, or to you as a, a university student maybe struggling to pray? If we don't get to know the saints, then we don't see what it is God has to offer to us through them. And being friendly with the saints, being familiar with the saints, we see that in actual fact, they usually have something very personal and very particular to offer each one of us. One thing, Lord, that I'm very grateful to you through the life of Padre Pio is that he was a great saint of the confessional. And I think his own personal witness, both as penitent and confessor, has really helped me at times to understand your mercy. How as a priest... I need to dispense your mercy to those souls that seek it, but also as a penitent, as a sinner myself, to seek your mercy whenever I have sinned. It's said that Padre Pio is a great saint of the confessional. In fact, that it was his principal daily activity. And sometimes he spent as much as 19 hours a day in the confessional. And it was there that he was able to work many miracles. Sometimes we're seeking huge miracles. We're seeking great favours from the Lord. And we forget that sometimes the biggest miracle of all can be the forgiveness of our sins. The seeking God's mercy in the way that we really need it to clean our souls from having sinned. That that can bear more fruit than huge things that sometimes we're expecting from God. Confession is the treasure that you had to offer to us, O Lord, through the life of Padre Pio. Confession, of course, can be very difficult for most of us, Lord. You know that. You know that sometimes it's very hard for us to prepare. We get distracted. Sometimes we forget our sins because we maybe leave it too long between our confessions. Sometimes it's hard for us to confess our sins because of lack of availability. We can't find a priest whenever we need one. In fact, many times whenever I met people who had been struggling to make a confession, they would say to me, I meant to do this for so long. I just didn't get the opportunity. Maybe sometimes we need to make the opportunities. Maybe sometimes, Lord, we need to find a priest. We need to knock on the door of the presbytery. 
We need to go into the sacristy to have the courage to ask the priest to hear our confessions whenever we really need it. Maybe we need to take more responsibility in seeking your mercy in our own lives. But perhaps the biggest block of all is that we fear our sins. We don't really want to admit that we've done wrong. And sometimes it can be very embarrassing for us to drag over difficult experiences in our life, especially when we know we're at fault. Then, O Lord, we really need your courage. We need the intercession of saints like Padre Pio, who knew the power and the value of mercy to help us to give us a push we need to cross the threshold of the confessional and to confess our sins. Because it's a, it's a win-win situation. When we confess our sins, you, O Lord, forgive us. And being forgiven of our sins, we have that new life that we really need in order to live as children of God in the world. To not allow our sins to take a hold in our life, but having the courage to confess them, we can move forward. When sometimes, O oh Lord, all we feel is that we're standing still or moving backwards. And Padre Pio had some great advice to give to people like us. The first thing he said was that the best thing to do was to make a weekly confession to go to confession every single week. Now, to some people, that might seem excessive. We might be hearing that and thinking, well, what could I possibly do in a week? And Padre Pio used to say to people that even a clean and unoccupied room will gather dust over the course of the week and it will be necessary to go in and to clean it. And it's the same with our souls. Every day there are little feelings that we make. And isn't it better for us to just confess our sins and to receive God's mercy and therefore we receive what we really need? He told us that we should be really sincere when we go to confession. So many people would come to him, sometimes out of curiosity, that it actually began to bug him. And what really annoyed him was whenever people would make insincere confessions. Sometimes he might come across as being a little harsh. He would even give out to people. He would tell people that they weren't truly sorry and tell them even to get out. But he had a great love for souls and he wanted people to make a good confession. It said that he even had the gift of being able to read souls, that he could see the sins that people were struggling to confess or that they were trying to hide from him in the confessional. And since he really loved souls, he knew that the best thing for them was to just confess their sins in true sincerity. The gospel passage from today's Mass really speaks to us of that. Jesus says in Luke chapter 8, For nothing is hidden, but it will be made clear. Nothing secret, but it will be known and brought to light. And the great light that brings out sometimes those hidden sins is sincerity. Having the courage to go to confession is one thing, but having the sincerity to really confess all our sins in all the nitty-gritty and all of the ugly detail is quite another. And that's where Padre Pio was of real help to souls, because he encouraged people to be really sincere when they went to confession. He could see the shadows in people's hearts because he wanted God's light to penetrate fully. He was demanding of souls because he didn't want them to leave with any darkness. And I suppose it's a timely reminder to us that our own particular judgment will be very thorough. But we have nothing to fear, nothing to fear from you, Lord, if we continually allow your light to penetrate and that we clear out our lives of all the unnecessary sins and all the unnecessary baggage that we bring around with us. You help us, O oh Lord, through the example of men like Padre Pio, to seek your light in the confessional, to seek the Jesus of mercy that we really need. Nothing that is hidden, 
but it will come to light. We can look at that in another way, with the light of Our Lady. She is like the lighthouse that brings us safely to the shore and helps us to avoid the rocks. May Padre Pio and Our Lady guide us ever closer to your light, Lord, to seek your mercy, especially through a good confession, and to be sincere. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 15 past the hour. We'll pray in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak. On the memorial of St. Padre Pio, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We pray with the whole church now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn, as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, 
Although they had seen all of my works, come let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, "They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways." So I swore in my anger, "They shall not enter into my rest." Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning. Is now and will be forever, Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. The word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in Him. The word, the word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in Him. As for God, His ways are perfect. The word of the Lord, purest gold. He indeed is the shield of all who make Him their refuge. For who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock but our God? The God who girds me with strength and makes the path safe before me. My feet you made swift as the deer's. You have made me stand firm on the heights. You have trained my hands for battle and my arms to bend the heavy bow. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in Him. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. You gave me your saving shield. You upheld me, trained me with care. You gave me freedom for my steps. My feet have never slipped. I pursued and overtook my foes never turning back till they were slain. I smote them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You girded me with strength for battle. You made my enemies fall beneath me. You made my foes take flight. Those who hated me I destroyed. They cried, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, but in vain. I crushed them fine as dust, before the wind, trod them down like dirt in the streets. You saved me from the feuds of the people and put me at the head of the nations. People unknown to me served me. When they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreign nations came to me cringing. Foreign nations faded away. 
they came trembling out of their strongholds. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. Long life to the Lord, my rock. Praised be the God who saves me, the God who gives me redress and subdues people under me. You saved me from my furious foes. You set me above my assailants. You saved me from violent men. So I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing a psalm to your name. He has given great victories to his king and shown his love for his anointed, for David and his sons forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, our strength and salvation, Put in us the flame of your love, and make our love for you grow to a perfect love, which reaches to our neighbor. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus the word of the Lord came to me. Now, son of man, take a single stick and write on it. Judah and those Israelites who are associated with him. Then take another stick and write on it. Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and all the house of Israel associated with him. Then join the two sticks together so that they form one stick in your hand. When your countrymen ask you, Will you not tell us what you mean by all this? Answer them. Thus says the Lord God, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and of all the tribes of Israel associated with him, and I will join it to the stick of Judah, making them a single stick. They shall be one in my hand. The sticks on which you write, you shall hold up before them to see. Tell them, Thus speaks the Lord. I will take the Israelites from among the nations to which they have come, and gather them from all sides to bring them back to their land. I will make them one nation upon the land, in the mountains of Israel, and there shall be one prince for them all. Never again shall there be two nations, and never again shall they be divided into two kingdoms. No longer shall they defile themselves with their idols, their abominations, and all their transgressions. I will deliver them 
from all their sins of apostasy and cleanse them so that they may be my people and I may be their God. My servant David shall be prince over them and there shall be one shepherd for them all. They shall live by my statutes and carefully observe my decrees. They shall live on the land which I gave to my servant Jacob, the land where their fathers lived. They shall live on it forever, they and their children, and their children's children, with my servant David, their prince, forever. I will make with them a covenant of peace. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will multiply them and put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling shall be with them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Thus the nations shall know that it is I, the Lord, who make Israel holy when my sanctuary shall be set up among them forever. The Word of the Lord I will take the sons of Israel and gather them together from everywhere. I will make them one nation, and there there shall shall be be one flock and and one shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep, And there there shall shall be be one flock and and one shepherd. A reading from the Decree on the Ministry and Life of Priests of the Second Vatican Council. By the Sacrament of Orders, priests are formed in the image of Christ the Priest, to be ministers of Christ the Head, in constructing and building up His whole body, the Church, as fellow workers with the Order of Bishops. In the Consecration of Baptism, they have already received, in common with all Christians, the sign and gift of so great a vocation, and grace that, even in their human weakness, they have the power and the duty to seek perfection in accordance with our Lord's words. Be perfect, then, as your Father in heaven is also perfect. Priests are obliged in a special way to acquire this perfection. By receiving holy orders, They have been consecrated in a new way and made living instruments of Christ, the eternal priest, so as to be able to continue through the years Christ's wonderful work, which by divine power has restored to wholeness the entire family of man. Since each priest acts, as far as he may, in the person of Christ himself, he is given special grace to help him grow toward the perfection of the one whose role he plays— as he ministers to his flock and the whole people of God. He receives grace for the healing of human weakness from the holiness of Christ, who became for us a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners. Christ, whom the Father sanctified, that is consecrated, and sent into the world, gave himself for us, to redeem us from all sin and to purify for himself an acceptable people, zealous for good works. 
so through his passion he entered into his glory. In the same way, priests, consecrated as they are by the anointing of the Holy Spirit and sent by Christ, put an end in their lives to the sins of our selfish nature and give themselves wholly to the service of mankind, and so are enabled to grow to perfect manhood in the holiness with which they are enriched in Christ. As they exercise the ministry of the Spirit and of holiness, they are strengthened in the spiritual life, provided that they are docile to Christ's Spirit, who gives them life and is their guide. By the sacred actions they perform daily, and by their entire ministry and communion with their bishop and fellow priests, they are set on the way that leads to perfection. The holiness of priests is itself an important contribution to the fruitfulness of their ministry. It is true that God's grace can affect the work of salvation, even through unworthy ministers. But God ordinarily prefers to show His wonders by means of those who are more submissive to the inspiration and guidance of the Holy Spirit, and who, through close union with Christ and holiness of life, are able to say with St. Paul, I live, but no longer is it I who live, it is Christ who lives within me. I have longed to give you the gospel, and more than that, to give you my very life. You have become very dear to me. My little children, I am like a mother giving birth to you, until Christ is formed in you. You have become very dear to me. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who by a singular grace gave the priest St. Pius a share in the cross of your Son, and by means of his ministry renewed the wonders of your mercy, grant that through his intercession we may be united constantly to the suffering of Christ, and so brought happily to the glory of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of St. Padre Pio, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, Herod is starting to hear things and he's wondering, just who is this Jesus character anyway? It's from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Now, Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done, and he was perplexed, because it was said by some that John had been raised from the dead, by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the old prophets had risen. Herod said, John I beheaded, but who is this about whom I hear such things? And he sought to see Jesus. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. If you want the daily Mass readings, just go to the relevant radio app. Well, it's a good thing to want to see Jesus. Even Herod finally did get to see Jesus, but he wasn't moved. 
his spiritual sight was sadly less than pure. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. St. Luke tells us in the Gospel for today's Mass that King Herod Antipas wanted to see the Lord, and he sought to see him. So much news had reached the Tetrarch that it had aroused his fickle curiosity. Throughout the Gospels, we find many people who wanted to see Jesus. For example, the Magi traveled a great distance to this end. They went into Jerusalem and asked people, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? The Magi declared their intentions quite openly, for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. At long last, the Magi found Jesus in the arms of Mary, his mother. Years later, St. John relates how certain Greeks asked to see the Lord. They approached Philip with their request, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. On another occasion, the Blessed Virgin, accompanied by some relatives, went down from Nazareth to Capernaum with the hope of seeing her son. There were so many people in the house that she had to send a message in to him. Your mother and your brethren are standing outside desiring to see you. We can only imagine how eager Mary was to be with her son once more. We too share this desire to see Jesus, to contemplate him, to know him personally. This is indeed our greatest desire and our greatest hope. Nothing can compare with the joy of being in his presence. On Good Friday, Herod Antipas had Jesus standing right in front of him, but he did not appreciate his good fortune. Only a few months previously, Herod had been listening to the words of his captive, John the Baptist. The precursor spoke of nothing other than the coming of the Messiah. As we all know, Herod did not heed the Baptist, but instead had him executed on a whim. Herod manifested the same blind obstinacy which Jesus had found in the Pharisees. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, You shall indeed hear, but never understand, and you shall indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are heavy of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. It was the apostles who had the immense good fortune of the Messiah's company for almost three years. The Master reminded them, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Many centuries before, Moses beheld the burning bush as a symbol of the living God. After his struggle with that mysterious man in the desert, Jacob declared, For I have seen God face to face. The prophet Gideon later said something similar, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But these visions were obscure and imprecise compared with the experience of seeing the Lord in person. Truly, I say to you, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. The Lord blessed the first martyr, St. Stephen, with this glorious vision. While he was being stoned to death, the proto-martyr exclaimed, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Jesus is present in our everyday affairs, but we have to purify our sight in order to contemplate him. Our life should always be aimed at this supreme objective. Let us say to him many times each day in the words of the psalmist, 
Thy face, Lord, do I seek. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 16 before the hour, time to pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the dawn. Have mercy on me, God, have mercy, for in you my soul has taken refuge. In the shadow of your wings I take refuge, till the storms of destruction pass by. I call to God the Most High. To God, who has always been my help, may he send from heaven and save me, 
and shame those who assail me. May God send his truth and his love. My soul lies down among lions, who would devour the sons of men. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue a sharpened sword. O God, arise above the heavens, may your glory shine on earth. They laid a snare for my steps, my soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but fell in it themselves. My heart is ready, O God, my heart is ready. I will sing, I will sing your praise. Awake, my soul, awake, lyre and harp, I will awake the dawn. I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples, among the nations I will praise you, for your love reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Awake, lyre and harp, with praise let us awake the the dawn. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. Proclaim it on distant coasts and say, He who scattered Israel now gathers them together. He guards them as a shepherd his flock. The Lord shall ransom Jacob. He shall redeem him from the hand of his conqueror. Shouting, they shall mount the heights of Zion. They shall come streaming to the Lord's blessings, the grain, the wine and the oil, the sheep and the oxen. They themselves shall be like watered gardens. Never again shall they languish. Then the virgins shall make merry and dance, and young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will console and gladden them after their sorrows. I will lavish choice portions upon the priests, and my people shall be filled with my blessings, says the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My people, says the Lord, will be filled with my blessings. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain rises in beauty, the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion, true pole of the earth, the great king's city. God, in the midst of his citadels, has shown himself its stronghold. For the kings assembled together. Together they advanced. They saw. At once they were astounded. Dismayed, they fled in fear. A trembling seized them there, like the pangs of birth. By the east wind you have destroyed the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard... 
So we have seen in the city of our God, in the city of the Lord of hosts, which God upholds forever. O God, we ponder your love within your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches to the ends of the earth. With justice your right hand is filled. Mount Zion rejoices. The people of Judah rejoice at the sight of your judgments. Walk through Zion. Walk all round it. Count the number of its towers. Review all its ramparts. Examine its castles, that you may tell the next generation that such is our God, our God forever and always. It is He who leads us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Father, the body of your risen Son is the temple not made by human hands and the defending wall of the new Jerusalem. May this holy city built of living stones shine with spiritual radiance and witness to your greatness in the sight of all nations. The Lord Lord is great and and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider how their lives ended and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. On your your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. Day or night, they will not cease to proclaim the name of the Lord. I have have set set my watchmen to guard you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. On your your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. What you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, 
to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. What you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty, ever-living God, who by a singular grace gave the priest St. Pius a share in the cross of your Son, and by means of his ministry, renewed the wonders of your mercy. Grant that through his intercession we may be united constantly to the suffering of Christ, and so brought happily to the glory of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I'll say it again. Padre Pio, pray for us. Morning air is next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.